When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. Today, allegedly, I'm uh, in studio with Jay Bonney has not arrived as yet. Uh, we'll kick things off, though. I'm pretty keen on a few at Horsham today, uh, thanks to Gareth Hall, who was a little promo beforehand. Darren Carroll was on. Didn't mention too many at Horsham, but I've seen a bit going on at Horsham over uh, with some of these horses and have connected to a few of these people and speaking to them. There's three I like. First of all, race five, number one, Millwood Jesse. On an each-way basis, $7 and $2. I saw this horse trial at Hamilton live a couple of weeks ago. Trialed okay. It's got a bit of gate speed. Had a first-up run at stall. Matty Craven did not push the horse out at any stage. This is a much, much, much weaker field today. And I just think second up at its second race start, it'll improve significantly, Millwood Jesse. I can't see it missing a place. So I think it's a, an each-way special all day. Race six, number nine, El Rosamo. Here's the J-Bon. He's uh, made it in. Uh, it's all locked up downstairs, which would have proved difficult for yes, Jason. Uh, now, so El Rosamo, it's a trotter that's made a lot of mistakes. We've never seen it off the second row, even though it's been ODM all this time. We've never seen El Rosamo off the second row, so a win bet at $8 is a really good speculative bet. I don't think you can go wrong. If it trots all the way, it'll beat all these. The only danger is, of course, the uh, Michael Bellman horse. And my best, my absolute best, race nine, number eight, Sir Vincent. It's currently $6.50 the win. It's having a beer with Scotty Garraway after its last start. And they have a device called uh, a wind-sucking chain that, that uh, sits... Uh, literally across their backside and stops them from sucking wind in through uh, their rear end. It's quite uh, graphic, I suppose, if you think about it. Now, it broke at its last start and it was wind sucking the whole way, which uh, hampered its ability to run. And it was a bit poor at Mildura and that's why it was a bit poor. Scotty is very, very keen on this horse. He's talking all sorts of things. He's even talking... uh, you know, Breeders' Crown, Vic Bread, that sort of level of horse, which is pretty exciting for him. Uh, it would be great to see a horse come down from Mildura and be right up amongst it. Now, $6.50 inside second row draw. It's going to get a soft run. It's an absolute special race. Nine, number eight, Sir Vincent. What we might do, we might take a break off the back of the horse from running. We'll have Jay Bond on the other side and we'll bury ourselves into Kilmore. For the next hour or so, I've lined uh, Luke Humphreys up for a few minutes at the end of the show as well. We might just quickly touch on Mildura tomorrow night. Let's take a break. We'll be back the other side with Jay Bond and Toby McKinnon taking a look at Kilmore tonight. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 It is the Friday form panel. Should I burst Jason's ego and say, actually, I uh, did clip that up for Nikita Ross. Oh, well, you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> oh, well. There she, you go. Now she's gone, mm. I can use it on you as well. <laughs> I, I still enjoyed it. Kilmore Trots. How are you, Wombat? Oh, I'm excellent, my friend. Good. Kilmore Trots. Yes. Cup night. 
Yep, we've got a few races to get through, and I'm all business, as you know. Race one, the O'Brien Electrical Pace, 1690 metres. Very interesting race, this. And I just, it just, the map looks so certain to me. Glen Bull, and there's a little bit of a running joke between a couple of us. Hands up to no man nor beast. Right. What are your thoughts, Jason? I think it'll lead, yeah. It leads. A sweet creation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but how far it the, the problem, The issue then comes because the, the favourite and the horse that I've tipped in the race is Mustang. Now, so what does John Caldo then do? Does he rely on uh, sweet creation to be able to uh, take Mustang everywhere that he wants to go or does he get off at the start? No, so Glenn was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Valuable information. She missed a little bit of work. She had a torridly hard run at Yarra Glen on Monday. Yeah. He feels that'll cap her off. She's won five races over the mile in 158, 150, this is in the last six or seven months. Yeah. 158, 156.3, 155.4, 157.4 and 155.9. She's going to go very, she'll be in front for a long way, halfway up the straight at least. Yeah, but still the problem becomes that if, if one or two get to her, then Mustang has momentum held up and that... That's a problem. So, you, you, but if you were a driving Mustang, you'd be following through. I would, I hundred percent. I'd okay. be back in Sweet Creation each way. Wow, really? Yep. Okay. Um, I've look. I've gone. I, I I look at a couple of these races. The first couple, and I think of them as well, not the first couple, but there's a couple in the first few where you've got uh, horses that have been racing at this kind of uh, metropolitan main level. Or, or at Tabcourt Park, Melton, basically. this The horses you'll see tonight at Kilmore won't all look exactly the same as the kind of horses you normally see at Melton. And this is a great example here. Mustang is absolutely dying to break through. Last two runs, I mean, not, Night School was another um, postcode last start. And prior to that, sat parked outside Lombo Heaven and was only beaten four and a half metres. Now, none of these horses actually fit into that... That yeah. band, I don't reckon. Agree, agree. Apart from, I'll tell you the one who I have backed a couple of times and who flies, but under uh, only under the right conditions is the rock and roll king. If you can get on the pegs to have one run, it just sort of makes up ground very, very, very quickly. But I don't know how, how or where it gets to the spot that it needs to or wants to get to here. Having said that, I have marked it second. I reckon Bona Khan is the one... Is probably the, the one that's most like. There's a couple of options off the front row, but Bonacan might be the one that sits outside of Sweet Creation and potentially puts her to bed before. Yep. Mustang gets out, so I've got it in for third and for fourth. Guilty by the beach, who we know has got uh, plenty of quirks. Probably won't score up properly at the start, but will be coming with one big run late. But I don't. Even though I think that you're right, and I've and my map says that Sweet Creation leads. It still wouldn't surprise me if Dig Your Heels in, Kafifei Hustler, and Bonacan all made sure that first quarter was quick enough and it will maybe soften sweet creation up and make life a little bit easier for those coming from the back who have got a little bit of extra class, maybe. Yeah, but it'll soften their own chances up as well because everyone knows. There's one certainty here. Glenbull will hold the front. The second row runners, I think, are are going to be the big beneficiaries. Yeah. Race two, the J&A Mazzetti pace. (laughs) Now, this was an interesting chat with Glenbull as well because he feels he'll go forward on treacherous times. Now... Jason Lee would normally want to hold out a horse like that, but if he's ideals on his back, does Jason Lee decide, Jason Bonington, that, yes, I will hand up the Glen Bull, I put the, the, the main danger, he's ideal, through the fence, and that increases my chances by being the horse on the leader's back? Um, all right, A number one, I don't think he's ideal will stay there. Over 1,690 metres, I think there's every chance that Mark Pitt will just make a right-hand turn and get into some clear air because this horse is not a couple of metres better than the second-best horse or five metres. It's 30 metres better than the second-best horse in this race. So I think think you take fortune out of the equation under these circumstances because, because of the very reason you're talking about. If you end up three poles, then all of a sudden he goes from, what is he paying? I can't believe he's dollar sixty. You're not a dollar sixty from three poles. No, I don't think he's a dollar sixty from anywhere. I can't believe he's a dollar sixty. I think he's a dollar, which is purely on times. the draw. Yeah, a dollar twenty-five. You you reckon? I reckon he's yeah. I reckon he's got. I reckon he's in, wow. in terms of ability. He's gonna, he's just going to destroy these. I would have thought, but oh boy, I think he'll start shorter than a dollar sixty. Put it that way. But the draw is the reason that he's a dollar sixty. I agree that he, if he was drawn anywhere else, slightly better, where he's going to get clear air. 
He'd be shorter than that. Um, now, placings. Treacherous Rock is an unusual horse. A bit of a one batter. Um, but when he's on, in the mood, he goes very well, as we saw a couple of starts back, where he went 156 and change over the middle from memory. Uh, Major Mal Major Mal goes into the same boat as Mustang. Like Major Mal's flying against horses who he would be normally facing better horses than these probably. Um, I think he's he's a great chance of even running second. He's Agree. A, he's my tip. The place. He's he's th- he's going really. He was so luck, unlucky last start, and <laughs> prior to that, he in fact his last couple. Yeah. Herbie goes to the fence. I think he'll go to the pegs and hope to be three back the fence, and he's a wonderful place chance. It depends. Well, look, you know, it, it, under the idea the treacherous times gets across, who knows, Major Mal might slice through and if it keep gets going. Across. Yeah. Um, and I've got in, to complete my top four, it, it's Ebony and Ivory, who we don't really know exactly where it's at at the moment, do we? One run back from, uh, two runs back from a break haven't been spectacular, but you know she's pretty good when she's right. But my uh, my advice right now, so a place, I don't mind that. You can even play your same race multis these days, by the way. But mm. my advice would be, he's ideal, back it now in any one of your multis that you want to play because that sixty, I don't think is going to last when they go around tonight at two past six in the evening. Major Mel 320, the place for me. Like it's that. Ebony and Ivory is in Doreen. Race three, the Carlton and United Breweries pace. Very, now there's... There's got to be two schools of thoughts here. Is the first school of thought, he's a son of a gun, is fit and too good and just wins. Yeah. The second school of thought, and this is the one that people like me play with because we don't like the short-priced horse. If it's not, who beats it? Well, I think it is. So I, I, I don't – in fact, I don't think it'll need – I know there's a lot of talk these days about where you need to be exactly with your fitness and all the rest of it, but he's a son of a gun – has the gate speed to just zip across these, and from there, it, you might not have to be 100% fit because I don't know that there's going to be much pressure after that point. So you can just sort of, um, I think you can largely dictate terms from there. Now, if you want to play, um, if you want to play a little hypotheticals game of who would be the knockout chances, I would suggest Magic Mike would be at the top of that list. That's me. Yes. I, I think it can get to the chair, can work the leader, and if there's a vulnerability, it, it can beat it. But yeah. I, I agree. I don't think it beats he's a son of a gun, although he's a son of a gun got beaten as a three-year-old maiden first up Yeah, at Hamilton. I don't know that it'll be definitive for his campaign, but I'll tell you what, if he got beaten here, it'd be hard to see him competing in the big races and, and, and getting back to where he was because he should just be beating these horses. I know... I'm he, with you on Magic Mike. I think he's the main... He's, he's the major danger... The last chance is going really well. Um, I've thrown in in the mix and High Flying Harry, though. High Flying Harry is getting given uh, a raft of chances by the punters. So it's still clear second favourite for a race like this at $7 with a figure form line that says 63308. Well, oh, I don't know if I probably should say this, but he'll be on Trot's Vision tonight, Dan Malecki. Mm-hmm. He was uh, spruiking the virtues of Finn Frost last night as the blowout chance. If he's a son of a gun, is vulnerable. So he's uh, been he's been on the Finn. Fro- he's been with Finn Frost for uh, a long time. Our man Dan. Uh, loyal listeners over the last month would have been getting used to having Dan on. So yeah, Dan was uh, a bit keen on Finn Frost. On uh, we, we he didn't go into maps or anything like that. I just think he, he and he made a good point. Most of the horses in claiming grade would beat nearly all of these, would they not? Yes. And, and I think that's what he was hanging his hat off, which... you got, <laughs> you got, you got to remember, the only counter-argument I'll make is he got beaten home by Pocket the Deal last start. Would Pocket the Deal beat all of these? No. So, It's so hard when you're standing. I was judging last night, obviously, and Dan was calling at Melton. He's so he makes such a good case, and he's he's so well respected. When Dan makes a case for a horse, I feel compelled almost to agree. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, we've been saying that on the Friday form panel actually that it's that, that it's a um, it's a prosecutorial um, game between the two of us of who can who makes the best case because he does convince me, yeah. and the other way around. He says so. You sort of can change your mind based on how how well researched, developed, and also just. 
Oh. Some people, I just couldn't judge us. I've just got a feel for how races and horses are, how races might go and how horses are travelling. And Dan's, there's nobody better than Dan at that. There, there was one uh, Rodney Petroff horse that Gavin had. What's its name? Its name escapes my mind. You were like 75% keen on oh, it. Oh, Major Delico. Major Delico. And Dan was like 75% keen on it. And as you talked about it, you went from 75 each year to like 100%. Yeah. Just be, once you both were keyed on and it. And the bloody like, horse left out. Yeah, I know. I know. But it, it was just more, more what, just getting back to what you were saying about how you can build each other's confidence or. or but it is like that sometimes. But with is, some yeah. races in particular, there's a few every weekend, on every Saturday night or every Friday night on this, you know, Friday night this week. Yeah. Where you, you don't have a strong, confident opinion, but you've got a sense of something. And in that situation, somebody like Dan can come over the top and either give me more confidence about what I've already selected or actually... Plan a set of doubt. Yes. And which is uh, just as helpful quite often. Correct. Correct. Mm. All right. Do you want to do the fourth? We've still got three minutes. All right. Where we go. Race four, Buds and Branches, Forest, three-year-old trot. Very interesting race, this. And look, there's probably six potential chances that can figure <coughs> in the top two at least. I'm not sure Constant's a constant top two chance. I'll be interested, Jason, to hear what your thoughts are. I know uh, Darren Carroll uh, tipped Plymouth Chubb on with uh, Gareth Hall on Giddy Up. Mm. So he's obviously keen on Plymouth Chubb. Where are you heading with this race? Same, it's a tricky race. Same, yeah. No, I, I agree. We don't know how good Harry Stamper is. Um, the thing is, Harry Stamper, I think, tonight will stay out of the early burn and Plymouth Chubb, I think, will be used up. And I think Plymouth Chubb can find the front and once it gets there... Uh, uh, the first run was good and you could tell it needed another run. Second run should have won. Um, and here, third run back, I feel like it, it'll it just run through brick walls. Right at the end of that race last start, it was running through brick walls. We know it was unbeatable last season. He's getting back to that now, I think. Uh, Harry Stambers is the one that's got the X factor, I think, that might be able to knock him off. But I can't really see any of the others beating Plymouth Chubb because over there, over the journey, RC Phoenix, I don't think he's quite there. Courage Stride has been a whipping boy for Plymouth Chubb, generally speaking, over the journey, even though he's going well as preparation. Cormier, I don't think he's quite there and constant makes too many mistakes, as we know, but he's a horse with some ability. So I'm going Plymouth Chubb with the clear and present danger being Harry Stamper and then uh, and then I'm going out to Courage Stride and RC Phoenix after that. Well, I'm he's all muscle. Mark Pitt on the show yesterday it was very impressive at its first start. They went 158 at Maryborough in the wet. They beat the third horse by about 48 metres or something. And he really chased hard that day. At Kilmore, he hit the front at the 150 metre mark and I reckon the horse was like, look at all this rain. Look at that light tower over there. Isn't that interesting? Look at that semaphore board truck. That's an interesting semaphore four truck. Oh, there's a horse next to me. What are you doing next to me? He had no clues what he was doing. He'll no still be on that for a while, though, won't he? He may be, but I think he'll chase. <clears> I think, and I asked this of Mark Pitt yesterday, and he was pretty keen that uh, he ends up, what, say, two fence, three fence, something like that? Yeah, four fence, yeah. Possibly. I just think he'll chase a lot better than what he went at Kilmore last start. I, I don't know necessarily he'll win the race. I don't even necessarily think he'll run in the top two, perhaps, but I just think you'll see a much improved effort on last time chasing them. And if all goes well and he's a little bit better than maybe we think, he'll go very close in this race. So it would be a speculative one from me. 9.50 and 3.70. I wouldn't be leaving him out of multiples at all. 18 seconds. We've timed it absolutely beautiful. It is the Friday form panel. We've got through the first four races. We'll be able to spend a bit more time on the Trotters Cup and the Pacing Cup, the MC Labor Kilmore Trotters Cup and the Jet Roofing Pacing Cup in the next hour. Welcome back to the Friday form panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. We're about to head into this, the soft in. I've heard people starting oh. to call it. They've changed it from the hard out to the soft in, Jason. There are different ones. There's a soft in, yeah, but we, we prefer not to talk about soft ins and more to hard outs. All right, we'll come back and we've still got, how many races have we got? We've got seven left to go through, plus we're going to catch up with uh, Luke Humphreys right at the back end, aren't we? Correct, yep. So a big second out coming up. You don't want to miss a thing. Very good. We'll touch on Mildura with the humper. He's at Horsham today. We might ask him for his best there too. 
You're listening to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington on SEN Track. about Kilmore and it's pertinent to this song. Yeah. It always seems to rain there. It does. Dillion. Race meetings. I'm telling you. It's not, I'm hoping it'll be a different one tonight but I've been there some very, very, very cold ones. Well, I was there last time. We got three races in and it was just too wet. Now, we're up to race five, the Reg Withers three-year-old classic. Good race, this one. Mark Pitt on yesterday... He basically said he's not too worried about running the gate, but he'll certainly be rolling forward with Captain Ravishing. And I just, you, you just, fit, you just assume he will just work to the front at his leisure and be very, very hard to beat. Can you see it any other way, Jason? No, I mean you can. You can. You can see that he gets fired up. And um, the thing is, uh, so Kilmore is probably well known as. Again, it's got a lot to do with prevailing winds and the like, but Kilmore is often uh, regarded as one of the fairer trucks going around. You can come from a long way back. So generally there's a headwind in the home straight, generally. Yeah. yeah. It's it's when it's the other way around, I think, that they, it really holds up later sometimes. Um, yeah. When you get the, 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 the other wind, the, the opposite wind, then... It can be very, very hard because that straight is uphill, isn't it? Short. It feels short at Kilmore, but when you come around it for some reason, if you've built up momentum coming to the turn, it's like the, it's like the bizarro cram, but it's the opposite of a cram, but you, you, it's like you can join in very quickly yeah, at, at Kilmore. Um, so if he does get rolling along, I'm thinking he could roll along for 2,180 metres and probably still brain them anyway. He's got that much ability. But then if he gets really fierce and, I mean... he. He wasn't asked to run that 25-second quarter the other night. So you, one has in the back of their mind, if he's allowed... And he was like this earlier in his career, actually, before he went to Emmer, to Emmer and Clayton. He wanted to just go, 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 go. Having said that, he absolutely should be winning the race. And who knows how good he could be? I've got my little question marks personally on whether he's a derby horse. He, I think he's a speed machine, yeah, uh, yeah. personally. But we will we'll find out. I thought I was watching right high the other day, to be honest. It was quite... Amazing what I was watching. But you've got some horses going very, very well. I mean, right at the top of the list is interest-free. So, so, so if yep. you said all that, if you're Daryl Douglas, you've got to go around and look him in the eye, don't you, and fire a captain ravishing up. He's got to, to nearly win the race. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, weirdly enough, I'd be hoping that he does it himself because if, if you're the one that goes up and fires him up, but then where, where are you? Then simply Sam nearly wins the race. Yeah. If if you you if, if, if yeah. you're if you're the one that goes up and then he fires up once you get there, then you're parked outside a fired up horse. It's not exactly where you want to be, I don't think. Or would bet on the tiger go and do that? Yeah, maybe. There's a few there's a few Yeah. <laughs> but then Bet on the Tiger is now um how do I put this diplomatically? I don't think he's a horse should be using, uh, using uh, for fodder, if you know what I'm saying. I think he's I think he's good he's getting too good too fast. I don't know who else would do it, but then again, there's a few, um, there's a, a few quick beginners out of these, so it's not like Captain Ravishing might have to do a little bit of work just to find the front anyway. We make we're sort of playing devil's advocate, but he should be winning the race. What, what should be? Mm-hmm. He's a dollar fifteen. That seems um, about right. No, slightly outrageous. Slightly outrageous, given that given that he's done it once. He's now you, you're taking the opinion Emma and Clayton have of him, and he's done that once. Yes, wonderful. But I still think dollar fifteen. I think is reserved for horses that you, that have done you know over and over and over again, and you're and you're totally confident that they will. Having said that, I won't be betting against him. He'll be one out in every every. Uh, well, I might. Weirdly enough, I might have a tiny little save quality with interest free uh, and Kafaji. Simply, Sam uh, Ray Green was on, and he spoke about last Thursday. It was. And he compared simply Sam with you know could, could be copy that you know, down the track and you thought whoa what's it doing at two dollars or two dollars twenty uh, in the Colin Heather Holloway I would, no it wasn't that race as a matter of fact that was the one that um, yeah no, the Captain Ravising one just a normal it's race at Champ uh, but and he did win but he didn't win well he, like he didn't win with authority I don't think so he he need to improve a lot I think to be up at even like the interest free uh, level at the he's moment here for the Derby and we're here to win it Jason. Is what he said. He's a dollar seventy the place. He'd be if I have to have a bet in that race, I'd back him the place at a dollar seventy. 
If I was going to have a bet in the race, I'd have Kafaji at $2.90 a place. How's that sound? Beautiful. And bet on the Tiger is getting better quickly. And I'll tell you what, don't totally lose your way with Commander Buzz. He's still a good horse, Commander Buzz. He's drawn awkwardly here, but if, if there was heaps of speed put on and he was able to go back and get a card into the race, he's $4.80 a drum, so he's not totally without a chance. And I think with Bulletproof Boy up and firing and the two of them working in together at home, if that's happening at Cranbourne, that's that, can, help. that can help him as well. Race yep. six, the MC Labor Kilmore Trotters Cup. It's a group two. It's over 3,150 metres. And I'm going to throw a stat at you, Jason. Far away, Dobes. Stat at you. Maybe I should wait to see who you tip first. But Robbie Royale, ah, Robbie Royale, just believe is the favourite. He'll have run 7,580 metres in, in races in 13 days from a spell. Does that sound a lot to you, Jason? 7,580 metres in 13 days back from a spell. Sort of, yeah. You're hearing where I'm going, aren't you? All right. Where are you going? Third up, he's September 10, second to Olivici over 2240, goes to the Shep Cup, wins it on September 16, September 23, 13 days after being first up. He's back over 3,150 metres. I'm just querying third up, big effort over 13 days to back up so quickly in a fortnight. Mm. Oh, look... You might be right, but having said that, uh, and I don't have much insight. In, I don't have hardly any, in, any inside information, but I think the team at Lara J Farm are very happy with him. With uh, with uh, Just Believe, we're talking about Just Believe, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah, very happy. Six starts over twenty five hundred or longer and never won one. Three placings. Yeah. On six occasions, he's had a third start within two weeks and never won one. Rightio. Go. Let's see where I'm going. You, 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 cast, you, you are casting that uh, set of doubt. The loss of ultimate stride, I don't, after his first up run, I don't know if it was going to be a factor. Uh, Margaret Ruth, it's actually a good first up run, but I, again, I don't think she was going to be a winning factor. Adele was going to be a winning factor, you would have Agree. thought. So you've got, down to nine runners helps just believe as well, though, a loss. Adele Hurts have horse will travel as well because now he's, 20 metres off the one in front instead of 10, mm. if that makes any sense. The only thing I will say is I reckon I've got a sneaking suspicion. I've put it in for a second. I think half horse will travel is going very well and can make up. We know. So a lot of these don't do a lot of racing um, uh, from behind the strands. Half horse will travel has got the capacity if he's in the mood and he doesn't want to do something wrong to make up that 20 metres very, very quickly. So uh, I'm a Māori jet, powder keg. I mean, these are all horses you don't think could probably win. Kaivelli Finn. Kai, the one thing Kaivelli Finn always loved as a younger horse, the longer the trip, the better he went. Um, all cashed up is obviously going nicely, but was dealt with comfortably by Just Believe last start. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking Baltica's the other one. Kaivelli Finn's won five times over 2,500 or longer. Loves it. He's always ever, has. He's like 20 starts over the distance. Yeah. You always compare, when you're looking at something like that, compare their stats there to their overall stats. All right. Robbie Royale, 25% of placings in his career. Yep. 2,500 or longer, 55%. There you go. Robbie Royale. Loves it. He does. The only thing about Robbie Royale is his absolute best go. And who knows, he might not be able to achieve it off the 10 metres, but he spent a long time leading in those races off the standing start and long trips. Second in this race to the penny drops, beaten a metre and a half last year. Mm. $26 he is. I think it's a small enough field. He gets into a decent position. And I just, I'd be happy watching him go around with my money on it, knowing 18 starts, two wins, 10 placings over the 2,500 or longer. And they're all cups. You know, they're all good races. I think, he, I think my only little reservation would be that I think he was... Even in between those two runs, probably about six months ago, he was going better than he is now. Yeah, I'm hearing There was that. a period where he was catching the eye, absolutely jumping out of the ground at the end of his races. Correct. And Correct. then he's just plateaued a little bit more recently, in my humble... 
Bold gives the one at seven dollars. I'd be back. That's the one I'd be backing in the race. Your little seat of doubt over Just Believe, but I just love Baltica as well. Just love Baltica. I think Just Believe's the best horse in the race, and if it was a fortnight since Shepparton, I'd be very confident he'd win it. All cashed up. He's got a pretty good record over the distance as well. He's only had the two starts, but one of them he ran second to Majestuoso in a Victoria Derby. So no concerns for the distance with him either. Um, we've nearly mentioned every horse in well, the race. Well, I'd say the, the other very quick beginner is well defined when it wants to. It can, it can Ch- change a stable... All due respect to Kate, she may love that horse too much and it may go better under John Tormey's care, if that makes sense. And I think, that, I, will, I believe that's why the change of stables is Kate's just recognised, maybe I do love this horse too much and it needs someone else to be a little bit mean and work him a little bit harder. The kids' gloves can't be always on. Correct. Let's have a break. We'll come back. The Jet Roofing Kilmore Pacing Cup. And there's a lot of chances in the Trotters Cup. There's a lot of chances in the Pacing Cup as well. Welcome back to the Friday Four Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. There's a fire starting in my heart. Welcome back. It is the Friday Form Panel. I don't know where Jay Bomb went. He's gone out for something, I'd imagine. He goes for fresh air, as he describes it on air. Uh, so the Jet Roofing Kilmore Pacing Cup. <laughs> what an even race it is. And I often, with these races, go back to them becoming pegs-dominated affairs. And I went back to last year's, and it certainly wasn't. The three horses came from the running line, which uh, messes with my head a little bit. So uh, as Jace is just wandering back in, I still feel it can be pegs-dominated despite last year's uh, quirky result. Uh, the favourite there was uh, beaten a long way. It was uh, Cherkop's horse, General Dodge. General Dodge. Sat in the leader's back and uh, dropped right out. And that sort of caused a bit of a chain reaction back through the field and it enabled those horses, one off the fence, an amazing dream, of course, won the race. Now, I think Torrid Saint or Max Delight, one of those two are going to get the absolute run of the race. So if I was playing the race, I'd have a little bit each way on both of those at sort of the 10 and 270 sort of mark they both are. And I just, we saw Max Delight win a Victoria Cup off the leader's back. I think he'll cross Torrid Saint, and if he does, it gives him a great opportunity to do something similar. And if he doesn't cross Torrid Saint and he ends up in that great position, maybe behind the leader or through the fence, I think he's a great chance as well. I reckon one of them will run a place, and if we're playing each way, we get something back, and if we get a bit of luck, they both might run a place, or one of them might win, and we'll get a decent result out of it. Jase, I reckon you could talk about this till the next news at 11.30. Yeah. And still, I don't think you could be really confident in knowing what's going to happen in this race because it's been money for Max Shard, Supreme Dominator could work to the front and win. Uh, Darren Carroll tipped Rock and Roll Do on Giddy Up with uh, Gareth Hall. Uh, Willie Go West could get a gun run on the pegs and uh, there's a few people been tipping it during the week. Like a wildfire, of course, should get a great run through. Tango Tara is a quality horse. It just needs a little bit of luck in one of these races. Honolulu Bay is the favourite. Mighty Flying Art gets a run. And Bulletproof Boy, I've never seen a horse in country cups get worse barrier draws. It is unbelievable, his yeah. barrier draw statistics, particularly in country cups. Where will you lay your cards, Mr Bonner? I don't know. I'll, I'll be laying them too heavily. I think this yeah. is, a, this is a, a watch race. Um... I'm sure, I don't know whether you've already done but just going through the honour roll for the Kilmore Cup. Paleface, Etios, 73. Pure Steel, 76. Koala King, 79. Popular don't, Arm, 81, 82. Don't, D- what? don't do the unicorn, please. No, Golden Rain, 94. Lenny the Shark, 2017. You. you got beaten by the unicorn. Um, Second in the Kilmore Cup. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure never to ever to watch that, uh, that replay for you, one. But... Um, this is a definitely well. It's a lead-up race for the this year for the Victoria Cup, and it's a watch and watch and wait. It will all depend, in my opinion, largely on whether it's a truly run, you know, twenty six hundred metres, or whether it is. Let's all find our position, sit and sprint for eight hundred metres, and turn it into basically more like a middle trip race. And we see too much of that probably um, 
because it takes a few out. I'll be honest with you. There's a few horses here that are going great guns, but you wouldn't traditionally look at them as long trip horses. Yep. Torrid Saint would be one of those. Yep. Honolulu Bay would be one of those. Yeah. Who's the favourite? Yeah. I mean, Honolulu Bay is probably, that's, we've looked at him that way for a fair while. I thought he was a miler, to be honest. Yes. Mile, middle trip is... At best. Yes, and then, and then, and then, I agree with you. Now, Supreme Dominators won a Cranbourne Cup. Got away with a soft sectional, didn't he? Did, and it was able to find the front, it was behind the leader on that occasion. Behind the leader, Generally right. does its best work there. Did be an amazing dream, though. Uh, rock and roll do, uh, there's insufficient evidence, but you get the feeling that he's going to enjoy a long trip. You do? But he seems like a keen sort of horse sometimes, but... He does, but you do, I think it's when he takes off sometimes. Yeah, or, yeah. And, he was, and he was too fresh, I think, first up from a break. Uh, crime Rider, as well as... Um, he went amazingly well. Was, he's not good enough to win this, I don't think. And the prize for that. If he was drawn one, he'd be a chance. I think that Willie Go West can win, but I wonder whether... The two runs back haven't looked a little bit better than they've actually been because he's been in the right spot and been able to work home and all the rest of it. I don't think he's a three pegs horse either, if that makes sense. I think he's a free rolling sort of horse. Yeah, he, well, he's a pegs horse, I reckon. He's but, a pegs horse, but, but he's uh, not a three pegs horse. Probably not. Um, like a wildfire, if you'd had some hard racing, I've got him on top anyway. Uh, he's a horse who's been over long trips and won. He's incredibly fast. He has got the runs under the belt where he's matured and he's been in these events and he's been knocked around and he's had to come back and prove that he's a good horse and he's done that. So he's got a few things that the others haven't. Tango Tara, as much as I love him, I feel like he's been given opportunities to, to, to now win at this level and he's a place getter at this level. That might sound harsh, but it's just my opinion. Honolulu Bay, yes, but he'll need that second type of race run. I, I think if it got really brutal... Um, would he still have that big, long run? One thing I will love to see with Honolulu Bay, uh, Sal Moran takes a drive, because I do believe he is infinitely better, and I've said this 1,264 times when he's held up for one run and he can just launch. And um, I, I, even though he's won well in front, I think he's a far better horse off the speed. And the other two, I just don't think... Uh, Mighty Flying Art's not quite good enough. And Bulletproof Boy, I've discussed this with Scotty Ewan before, he can run really good races over long trips... But he's also far better suited over short and middle trips. Yeah. So it does help you potentially peel away the layers here. I'm settling on like a wildfire and rock and roll do as the two that I'd back in the race, okay? You might be able to get $556 a bit, you know, if you, if you, you know, work around and wait for some, wait for a drift, maybe they come for Honolulu Bay, I don't know. But even now, you can level stake them and probably, you know, come away with... $3 or something like that for either of them to win. And they're the two. I, I think Rock and Roll Do is the one with the great scope. And I think that, uh, I think that like a wildfire has, he's proven he's, he's a really, really, really high quality horse with all the weaponry. Do you think the winner will be the best horse in the race or the best drive in the race? I think it could go down either way. But the drive's going to be, in, in, in races as even as this, yes, the best drive. But it's sometimes not even the best drive. It's just, and this isn't, so, you know, sometimes we look at a race and say that that was a gun drive, but sometimes you've just got to land in the right spot for a start. Yeah. And then you can produce a great drive from there. But some of these horses aren't, just aren't going to land in the right spots, are they? So there's a, few, there's a few horses with the opportunity to do that, and I think Like a Wildfire is going to be, Like a Wildfire could be in an amazing position here depending on what the others off the front row do because he's going to slice through behind Max Delight and get very close to the action without having to do any work in the early stages, in my opinion. Which we touched on with Mark Pitt, and he, he did a sort of say <coughs> that yesterday. Yeah. Race eight, the CNM Build Group Headache Pace. I mean, CNM Build Group Pace. <laughs> I hear you say this nearly every week about one oh, or two races. Yeah, you need a Panadol. Now, I, yeah, look, I, if I had to have a bet in the race, I'd back Argyle to place at $1.70 because I think Nathan Jack gets across Volarchi. I think it runs a place. I'm not sure off its win that it's that good. I don't think Ray Green thinks it's even that good. It's the sort of horse that he may leave in Australia when he heads back home and, and, and sell it before he leaves. That's that's the impression I get with it. But then who wins? Does does Jillaby Nitro get to the front across Argyle? Would pull the other leg, get right across? Is Narutak Prince going to be just too good? Is Blitzen going to be too good? 
or could there be a blowout like Hugo Rocks? I'm sure all these things have gone through your head, Jason. I don't know if you, this was a race that you really dwelled on and said this is a nightmare. Well, I, I'll tell you what I settled on. There's a couple of things that I settled on, and the, the punters, I think, have uh, agreed to some extent here. Uh, Naratak Prince just started way too short because he's under. He's going to be in a potentially awkward position from that draw. We're in 36th in the trial. Mm. Did you notice that? Ran what? 36th in a trial. What is that? Oh, there's a typo in his oh. trial form that had come up as he came 36th in a trial. I'll tell you what was interesting, What uh, almost what did my head in was he's, uh, earlier in the program, he's, he's ideal, has, so before it went for a, a break, was the, no, the last run was on the 9th of September 2021 and the first run back was the 9th of September 2022. <laughs> I'm clicking both going... There's been an error here. It didn't run twice in the same day, but it was exactly the same day, 12 months apart that race. But uh, we digress. Pulled the other leg, came over here, Tommy, with very little fanfare. And I just wonder, I've thought this the last couple of starts, if pulled the other leg had come over with, um, you know, much more fanfare and we were really talking about it and somebody in the periphery was going, this thing could be a really good horse, then it's the next Tingo Tara. Yeah, I think it. I think it. Uh, I think it could be a dollar ninety in this race. Yeah, because his his form right now, and what he seems capable of, is simply better than the others. Yep. Yep. So I've got him on top. The O's, in my opinion, clearly. If you put a line to the last start run, Blitzen was on fire, mm-hmm. and Blitzen is uh, a horse with some speed, with some depth to him. Uh, the, the second line draws not that bad, uh, so he's the, he's the other one I'd be putting in um, primarily. So five to beat eight, then two. Um, uh, sorry, five to beat ten, then two, then eight, then eight, then two. I'll get it right soon. Five, ten, eight, and two. But then again, if you're looking for value in this race, Valachi drawn one. Can he hold up a spot from that gate? Uh, I don't think Jillaby Nitro's. I can't be with him at the moment. Rick Riley, Aussie Playboys in career best form. I'd be nearly saying if you wanted to have a if you wanted to have a, a little place bet, it might be Valachi the drum at three fifty because he's got the pole marking draw. Yeah, okay. It was really good last up. Yeah, three defence maybe. He's just a perennial place horse, isn't yeah, he? You don't back him to a bit. Let's get to the news. We'll come back the other side. We've got three more races at. Kilmore tonight, and then we'll get to Luke Humphreys for a quick look at Mildura and give them a little bit of love as well. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. It is. The panel's not happy today. Welcome back, Friday Form Panel. And Jason, as you would be not aware, I was born on the 7th of the 11th of, obviously, in 1980. So the 7-11 Cup is very special Jeez. to me, Race 9, the 7-11 Cup. And I'll hear your tips first, and I'm going to make a case for one afterwards. Are you? Yeah, a big case. A slurpy. I'm going to go a big, make a big slurpy for one afterwards. I'm going to see if I can work out which one you're going to make a case for. I reckon you're going to make a case. I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> I am... Major Jealous is the favourite. Okay. So Mighty Flying Art obviously comes out because he's in the uh, Kilmore Cup. Yep. I will be going with um, Cosimo here. Does he lead? I don't think so. I, but I am worried what happens if maybe let's one across, then which one's that one? Just looking at the gates, gate speed here. Don't think it'll be make way. Make way. It might make be make way. way. It might be no. make way. Um, I think he'll lead, Cosmo. He might nearly lead. Shorty's mate's going to go back. Sicario can go forward but doesn't do it that often these days. Rusty Crackers won't and... Major Jealous generally doesn't. So it wouldn't totally shock me here if this race was like one of those claimers we've been watching of recent times because it kind of looks like that on paper, single doesn't file. it? Let's go single, single file, file Single file, And one and two being the, at the head of affairs. One way or t'other. I mean, it might be one to one's handing up to two or, or it could be 
two ducking in on the back of one. But either way, Cosimo's just absolutely ablaze. Horse is just totally flying. Um, was able to win going back five starts back in similar situation where it drew, drew the pole, got the gun run. I don't think it was its best performance. I think it's actually gone better since then, but it was able to slice through and, and get the chockies. So I think either leading or behind the leader, Cosimo's the one to beat. Makeway was excellent, heavily backed and excellent um, first up from a break last weekend. So clearly Son Smith and Anthony Budd and Zach Phillips to take the drive all feel that... Uh, that make ways getting back to where he should be. And then beyond them, I think we're looking at Sicario and uh, Major Jealous and then Sicario. But I'm, I'm interested to know which one you're making a case for. Is it the roughy of the field shortage, mate? Yep. Yeah, Cos- I thought it might be. Cosimo leads and make way has a look. Jack Law will be on Cosimo's back quicker than you can say Jack Law. Yes. He'll be straight there. Now, his last eight starts, he has been from eight starts back to last start, he has settled five the fence, five the fence, five the fence, four the fence, four back the outside, five the fence, seven the fence, and five the fence. It's a long way back, isn't it? He hasn't been on the leader's back or even three the fence <laughs> in a long time. If he can snag, get onto the leader's back, and it's Cosimo that leads, I just got a funny feeling he could run a much, much better race as the rink outsider in the field. It's a staggering thought. When you when you think of where Shorty's mate was a few months ago that he could be the outsider in this field, he'd be favourite. So Hot favourite. Before all those five defences and seven defences, that's the form he had. But he was charging home from five defence prior to that. Correct. And more recent times he's not charging home. But having said that, he there is an argument to suggest he was racing against, you know... Better horses than these. Well, all the way through, mm. but that he, but that the the better horses have turned into better better horses, and that's the reason that he's not looking as impressive, or with or that he's actually just the effort of charging home week in week out. He's just dropped his bundle a tiny bit. If this was the last leg of the quaddy, I feel you would nearly have to throw him in. Oh, definitely. Yeah, all right. That's all I needed. Um, and 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 Cosimo. So I'll tell you who Cosimo reminds me of though. He's a horse who wasn't that 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 far below. Uh, Shorty's mate called I'm No Outlaw. I reckon they've got quite similar horses. The only the only concern here is I don't know if I'd want him to be leading. Do you think Bailey McDonough could pick the difference? <laughs> Sorry, Bailey, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> oh we're gonna uh, have we're gonna laugh at. I'm, uh, we've all made honest mistakes like that. Yes, of course we have. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. The worst one was when. Um, yeah, I won't. I won't go into that story. Oh dear. Oh yeah. Now I want to hear it. No, not for on air. It's not. Right. It's not on air one. Okay, and I'll have some. Exp- I'd have some explaining to do. Might anyway, have to wait for a break. You know All when right. your mother-in-law stays over, and you don't realise that she's crashed in your bed. Oh, jeez! No, I'm way. joking. Hang I'm on. joking. That's not what happened. That never happened. I'm just joking. Lots of things. <laughs> I just had to lead you off the scent. That's Race it. ten, the momentum gaming pace. Uh, it's a mare sixty-seven eighty-nine over the sixteen ninety meters. I've got a feeling there's a little bit of pace in this race. I think Aussie Joy's got a bit of gate speed, and I think Cusanova will definitely Shanghai the gate, which could make this race interesting, Jason. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, so who have you got as the pace runners? Aussie Joy and Cusanova. Yeah. yeah. There's a few of them, actually. There's a bit of gate speed here. Um, I, do I, I think I've missed a memo here. How's Polly, Polly put kettle on? $1.70. Um, it's got a trainer named Emma Stewart. That helps, yeah, and that's a big... It's got an owner, Aaron Bain, and Emma seems to get these mares that Summit Bain her own and seems to improve them significantly. I mean, she didn't at Bendigo. It ran third at Bendigo in $2.10 to non Peril and Mac Almighty. Happy for it to be beaten by non Peril. Can accept that. Mac Almighty, with all due respect, would it just go into this race and win at $1.70? I don't think so. No, and I reckon this, look, I don't know, but I reckon, was this discussed with Pity, this horse? No, it wasn't. I no, so I would because, say. Because I assumed he wouldn't know that much about it, to be honest, Jason. Well, I'll say this. I reckon quite often, you know, you, you think that these things are stable inspired, don't you? So when they come into a dollar seventy, you think, oh, well, they really like it. And then privately you'll have a chat with a, a trainer and they'll be like, mm-hmm. We didn't make it a dollar. Not in a million years. <laughs> this would be a dollar seventy. 
what? What's it? No. No, avoid it like the play. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Emery Clayton. I'd imagine they'd be saying this. So this is another race, a little bit like the ones I spoke about right off the top, where you've got a couple of mares that have been absolutely jonesing to win a race and can't find one. Well, they've both found one here. Yeah. Don't tell me we're going to finally have a party yours. Well, there's going to be two of them. Art of Sheng Lee is flying, and the other one is Vincenzina. Yes. <laughs> yep. And in my opinion, strongly, one of the two will be winning. And you see this regularly, regularly when they drop down to any sort of. Now, it sounds funny because this is the Metro meeting, but when they drop down to country level and they've been racing at Metro level, they generally race extremely well or they win. Well, these horses haven't just been racing well. Art of Shingley's got more, more points on the board than Vincenzina, slightly, just been going great guns for week, weeks and weeks. But Vincenzina's third up from a break. And I've got a funny feeling of every horse in this race. Vincenzina might end up in the best spot one last go at them and just uh, swamp home over the top. So I can't believe it's $12.240. Well, it's my tip. Yeah, and Art of Sheng Lee's the other one in the race. So I'd be having – I'd be having – you can level state them. You can do whatever you like. You can have a bit more on Vincenzina because uh, Wombat's with it, but I'll be having the six and the seven, one of the two to win here. The last seven times Polly put a kettle on has led. It has won. And the last – Seven of its last eight wins have been those occasions. So it, it grows. Well, I haven't got it leading. It grows a leg when it's in front, apparently. From and that's a, a tip or a good message from a great man of harness racing. All right. So I, apparently, I'm not sure to lead even though. I'm not sure it crosses Aussie Joy. Casanova might cross them, cross them all easily. Here come here she comes. Sassy's got a bit of gate speed. Interesting. Wonder if uh, Dave, yeah, David Moran and. Uh, Greg Fleming could make a good combination too over the coming months. One more race, Jace. Yep. Race 11. Yep. The TAB, the Totalizator Agency Board Trot. Tiddly, addly, biddly, as my mum used to call it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, I asked Pity about this horse, Alpha Male, yesterday. I was at Maryborough. Alan McDonough drove it at Maryborough. I have never and never seen a horse warm up so bad in my life. It is. Shied at everything. It galloped multiple times, and I couldn't. I, I couldn't see it even partaking in the race. And then it trotted throughout for two false starts and the race, and looked too good. Alpha male, mm. and I love him off the second row. And pity, pity thought the same yesterday. I love him off the second row. I just think that allows him to relax and balance up. He should just be too good for these, shouldn't he? Well, I've still got a big opinion of uh, one of his rivals Chinese, uh, who, I was who I was making very bold claims about when he first came over to Australia. declared he couldn't lose at a $1.70 first start. <laughs> well, I think I said he'd definitely be a Group 1 horse. Um, and I'm not convinced that I'm wrong 100% yet. It's, it's only had... Have you ever been convinced that you're wrong? Oh, a couple of times. I'm not going to start today. Yeah. A couple of times. Uh, a couple of times I've admitted that I'm wrong even when I'm, even when I'm not wrong, but that usually happens in relationships. So China, that's, not more than, that's more than a couple of times. Chinese Whisper... Or Alpha Male should be winning the race. I'll tell you what, though. If you... With Chinese Whisper being a bit of a a mercurial type and Alpha Male also being a bit of a capricious type... Dwee, 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 dwee. There's one... There's only two place dividends, but there's one here I wouldn't mind backing a place. And it is Kaivali Kletchi. At $3.80 a drum. Because if one of those made a mistake, there's an opportunity for another one to slice in. So Lady in the Sky, I'm not sure it's going that well. Lucinda Mac, I love, but again, I don't know where, where she's at. I am Pegasus in the same boat. Anywhere he goes ticking along, okay. But Kai Valley Clitchy charged home last start, has been a Group 1 winner in his time. Might be able to stay out of the early burn a little bit here. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll take it because I can't really separate the top two. They're both, they're both um, delicate geniuses as... Um, as Seinfeld would say, but I'll go with uh, I'll go with Chinese, which has been narrowly on top of Alpha Male, but Kai Valley Clitchy may be the best betting option in the race. Place only. Or Kerry Yeager Uryu. Was that um, uh, was that Gaelic or was that um, was that backwards talk? Wait, 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 was that wait, wait, what was that? It was Mandarin. All oh, right. Said you like Chinese whisper. Yes. <laughs> And believe it or not... We'll clip that up. I can speak a little bit of Mandarin. I know you can. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm pretty keen on Alpha Maho. I just All think right. he just wins. 
We're going to do the Friday form panel in multiple languages now. You can, you can translate us on different... Uh, I don't know what I'll, I'll just do accents. I've got nothing more than that. So alpha male, two dollars. You happy with that? Yeah, your best. Your best is Mark Purden. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, some other good ones I can tell you. Yeah, your best. We well, yeah, I had uh, Mick Guerin on yesterday, and he started talking about Mark Purden, uh, and I, I needed you there, mate, for oh. a Mark Purden impersonation. I didn't need you for anything else. All I wanted. I need to clip that up. Actually. Just come in here and then head off. I need to clip up some Mark Purden, so I've got it there on the button bar. That's well, all I need to do. That's all you. You're very good at finding the audio and clipping it up. Um, before I say so, I know what's you. What are the best bets for both of us? Uh, my best is uh, Robbie Royale for me at value. I just, I'd just be really happy to have something on him. I think I'd, you'll get a really honest performance at twenty six and four forty. Mm. Alpha male would be my best just to win. And my third best now, having heard what you've said, mm-hmm. is Vincenzino. Yeah, I'll, I'd have it as my best roughie at $12. I'll have pulled the other leg as my best bet. You're kidding me. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not pulling the other. As my absolute best, at a short quote, I, I, I can't believe his ideal is uh, $1.60, so I'd be throwing it in the mix. And if we're talking about something a little bit, well, we've already got the one roughie, but I've been thinking... Um, a little bundle bet on on uh, like a wildfire and rock and roll doing the big one, and I'll be out there for Trots Vision with Tim O'Connor, the talk man, Shannon O'Sullivan, Sauce, Talk and Sauce, and also Dan Malecki doing the calling. So looking forward to it. What's your middle name again? Jason. Jason. Oh, it is too, yeah. isn't it? Otherwise, it'd be Jeb. Jason. Jason Eric. It'd be Jeb. Jeb Talk and Sauce. Jeb. Sound like a member. Well, that is a member of the Bush family, isn't it? Lake. There was a good stallion back in the eighties called Lake Hills Jeb. Really? Mm. Mm. Maybe not a good start. He was an okay. I don't player. think that's what I was named after. But possibly. Let's, let's get a break away. We'll come back the other side. You can be relieved of your duty if oh, you lovely. like. And uh, we'll give Luke Humphreys a ring and have a little look at Mildura on Saturday night. All right. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. It is Trot's Life Friday form panel. And a man is a thousand miles away is Luke Humphreys. And you wouldn't believe it. They're running trials. Uh, They are running trials at Hamilton. So, and it happens to be right now, they are scoring up, he said. We couldn't know he crossed to him live for the trial, which would have been funny. So... We've had no luck with that, of course. They normally run the trials an hour before the first, not half an hour before. It doesn't matter. Luke has sent through his uh, best bets for Mildura to me anyway. Such a professional race. And I don't know if uh, Connor Crook is listening or if Luke's got some sort of a fascination with Crooks. But he's tipped two Connor Crook horses. His best bet, race 10, number 9, and I'm glad I'm not a race caller when it comes to the horse's name sometimes. More arts than class. And I'm pretty sure you could say that wrong pretty easily. More arts than class. Race 10, number nine, is his best bet. It's in an up to 42 grade race. Uh, Connor with the trip up from Shepparton across to Mildura. And his other, his best value is race eight, number eight, Shannon's the Man, another Connor Crook horse. Uh, it's list, he's, he's listed at Luke as $5. I think you'll get a little bit better than $5. And Aquati, where an $81 spend will get you 100%. Starting in race five, this is at Mildura for Saturday night. Seven, four, and 11 in the first leg. Oh, these must be in his tip order as well. In the second leg, five, six, and three. Third leg, nine, eight, and two. And finally, in the last leg, eight, five, and seven. It's interesting, he's left Chulabi Chevy out uh, going up to Mildura in race eight. Darren Carroll has text through. If you're talking about Mildura, he's keen on one at Mildura as well. He's been in amazing form, out of this world form, really, on Giddy Up. If you're not catching Darren Carroll and everything on Giddy Up, do yourself a favour. From 9 to 8 to 11 every day, 
But uh, the bag of tips is well worth it. And Darren has been on absolute fire. Race 12, number one at Mildura, Ronzel Sunny. First up for a new stable. And Darren said, liked its trial Wednesday night. Think it leads and wins. It's a little look at Mildura. And, of course, if you missed it earlier, I had three runners at Horsham to follow today. Race five, number one, Millwood Jesse. Second up. It's a much weaker field today. I think it's uh, going to improve significantly. Maddie never really pushed it at its first start. I saw it trial the start before, and I was live at stall as well last time. I think uh, it'll go very close today. Millwood, Jesse, it's a great each-way play, $7 and $2. El Rosamo, first time it's been off the second row, and Jack Law told me he was looking forward to seeing this horse start off the second row. That's when we were on Trot's Vision a few months ago, and it's finally got that second row draw. I think it can trot up behind the horses and trot all the way and give it a great shake today. Majestic Pride, the other one for Mick Bellman. It's its main danger. And Sir Vincent, race nine, number eight. Had a gear malfunction at Mildura last start. Forget that even went around. They got a big opinion of this horse. And I can see it winning today. It's my absolute best, race nine, number eight, Sir Vincent. A break and we'll wrap things up on the other side. Welcome back to the Friday Four Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. Minute to go, if someone can quickly follow. Hurry up, hurry up. Uh, Yep, thank you, Jason, for the show. We have got a minute left, so... uh, Hopefully we can find some winners out of Kilmore. Good luck tonight on Trot's Vision. And uh. yes, it's going to be good. So once again, it'll be Jeb Talk and Sauce with uh, what's Dan Malecki's middle name? Well, let's go with Alan and call him Dan. Dam. The Dam. The Dam. Um, or the Dom. It might be Oliver. Dom. Who's going to win tomorrow? I think Geelong by about 111. <laughs> I think they'll break. Sydney will be with them at about half time and it will just smash open. They're cooked, Sydney. They played the grand final last week. You? Yeah, no, I'm still with Sydney. I've been with them for too long now, uh, so I'm sticking with Sydney. Beautiful. Mm. I don't think there's going to be a lot between them. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a genuinely good grand final. Good show, I, mate. I hope so. Yep, very good. Good luck tonight. Back a winner, everybody. Bye-bye.